Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Can't do it. Out of respect. Won't do it. LeVar's not here. He's not, not here. He can't do it. Won't do it. Not throwing the hooks up. I'm not either. Not not doing the yeah. Not doing any of that. Can't nope. do it. It is nope, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. And as we mentioned, no LeVar Arrington. It is Brady Quinn and I. And we are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And wherever you are making us a part of your Monday morning, we appreciate you doing so. And we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. We'll help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So we mentioned how uh, you can tell there's a lot of people who just read stats or look at the box score, and then they uh, try and tell you they and sell you on the fact that they watch the game just by reading you the stats. If you just covered up the score and you did read just the stats from the Bills-Dolphins game, there's no possible way you would think that the Miami Dolphins won that game. But 
the Miami Dolphins did end up winning that game. Uh, it was a a crazy, crazy ending. The the just the finish, the how they got there. The Bills looked absolutely exhausted. Um, they were, you know, you had guys cramping up left and right, laying. On, I mean, people, you know, dropped to their knees after the game was over because they were so tired. So it feels like, you know, maybe that South Florida humidity uh, got after a couple of guys there in Buffalo, and uh, and they they were struggling to try and keep it together there towards the end hey man it's still a thing when you're still in the month of september it's hot it's humid and and you're kind of like up north getting used to a change in the seasons it, that's not the case and it will get the best of you and the, look the dolphins are good too. give them some credit defensively yeah. i thought they stepped up uh compared to last week's game versus baltimore um you know really allowing a, a bunch of plays to be made in that one that wasn't the case in this one and and, and look I, I know detractors from miami and probably even tua are going to say, well, they were playing against the uh, Bills defense that was missed, what, three or four starters? Okay, I, I get that, but people deal with injuries. Teams have to play through that. They've got a lot of depth, too, in Buffalo. They should be able to overcome some of those injuries. Um, but I, I think the biggest takeaway from this game, outside of the fact that the Bills are human, they weren't just going to walk through the regular season and, and into the playoffs, and this is you know, maybe a sign of there's a more parity in the AFC East than we thought. Is the thought to Tua and the thought, you know, a lot of people were saying, hey, it's a head injury. We need to reevaluate this. Hell, the NFLPA yeah. after the game was saying that. Come to find out Tua said it was a back injury. Now, I don't know if he's trying to cover up for his team, which makes this conversation kind of tough because I've, I've told you before, I was with a team where I had a concussion and we marked it down as a neck injury and it was not a neck injury and it was just <laughs> wait, so I could wait, be what? healthy going into the regular season really yes I never and, you never told that story yeah well I, I might get some people in trouble but <laughs> that stuff happens where you have a conversation with the team and and you're basically saying like hey I want to make sure I can help the team out and do what I can and you might be putting yourself in harm's way but it's football you're always putting yourself in harm's way when you walk out on that field uh, and so that that's the one of the bigger stories is it looked like Tua had, you know, when he got thrown down to the ground, but I believe it was what Matt Milano, that he hit the back of his head. Yes, hard. And it looked like he got up woozy. And that's the problem is is not being able to have players protect themselves sometimes. Look, maybe fans don't care about it, but it was tough watching him get up and, and stumble and have a hard time walking around. Um you know, dealing with what looked to be a concussion. What was the Heinz Ward move? He would just pretend like uh, there was something wrong with his yeah, cleat. calf cramp yeah. or cleat or leg. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he got his bell rung, he would just reach down and, like, uh, feel for his ankle. Be like, ah, oh, there's something going on with my I, ankle I here. used to, like, when I used to black out when I get hit, I would just <laughs> used to, like, act like I was tying my shoe. I remember one time in Kansas City, though, I, like, literally, um, I, I, I got hit. And I couldn't, I could not see, like my vision was blurry and I kept rubbing my eyes thinking like I had something in my eyes and eventually like I, the way I got hit, it like knocked my lens <laughs> off of my eyes. Like it was like, the, I had to go through this whole training of like how to see again. It was like the weirdest thing, but that, uh, that's just one of many stories that like players will have from getting hit. So, uh, I remember this cause it happened a couple of months ago. So Pat McAfee was calling a he was calling a WWE event yeah. in Las Vegas stuff, yeah. and then 
they all went to a UFC event right afterwards because they were both in town on the same night. And Pat McAfee was part of the show. He got into an altercation and the guy allegedly hurt his neck. So McAfee, to sell it all the way through as a good company guy for WWE, showed up to the UFC event and he was wearing a neck brace. Because he he didn't want he wanted to keep it going and he didn't want to just show up and everything was fine and he's drinking a cocktail watching the UFC event with this neck brace on. Tua pulled the same move yesterday because uh, like he's trying to tell everybody it was a back injury and instead of just telling everybody it was a back injury, it looked like he had actually taped an ice pack to his back when he was talking to the media afterwards. So give him credit. He's really trying to sell this whole thing. I don't buy for a single second that it was a back injury. He slammed his head on the turf. He got up. He was wobbly. You've had back issues. Do you get the stank leg when you're trying to walk away because of your back issues in, in a move like that? I, I just I don't buy it for a second. And I think the Dolphins are going to get a little bit of heat from this. And I think they're, they're, this investigation that is already being launched because everybody was talking about it, I think the Dolphins are going to get some heat for this. Now, what I don't know what sort of punishment it is. Was it like a fine? Uh, do they make him uh, you know, sit out for a half? Like I, I don't know what it's going to result in. But uh, <laughs> going to make him sit out for uh, a half? Who knows? Really? I don't know. I mean, what are they going to do? Jeez. I mean, look, he came out for the second half. you got to miss the first half of the next game. But I, I don't just, think it works like that. Uh, well, listen, I mean, maybe it should. I- well, here's the only thing I'll say with back injuries is, yeah, you can have whatever leg or stank foot, whatever you just said. It's called drop foot. It's, it's a real symptom that you do have from back injuries. So if Tua was dealing with something like that, yeah, you can definitely have some issues with that. That's a real thing. I'm not going to discount what he was said he was dealing with from that. I'm just going to say it looked like when he got up, when he got woozy like that, you don't get woozy and need a player to catch you. Um, that doesn't come from uh, that the lack of stability in your leg. That looked like he was having a heart, like he was knocked out and trying to get up. You know, kind of like a boxer you see get knocked out, but he's still walking around the ring, even though he is not fully there. So. Um, here was uh, Tua talking about the quote-unquote back injury after the game. Right now, it's tight. I mean, it it was sore when when it did happen, um, but yeah, I mean, any competitor. Uh, that that would have never wanted to come out would have did the same thing. So I was just trying my hardest to get back up and uh, uh, you know get the next play and and run it. So it's a clarify. Did you hit the back of your head when you fell down on that play? Yeah, I did. I did. But uh, I really, I think I really hit my back first because that's what I felt first. <laughs> like... I, I'll tell you what, man. I, the more I, I I see him and have the chance to listen to him or even talk to him. The more I love the kid, like he's a, he's a warrior. I love people, him too. But people come on. tend to forget. Like like let's just go back for a second. Did people forget back in what was it? Two thousand and is eighteen uh, or nineteen? It was nineteen. Nineteen. When he basically went had surgery on his ankle. Yes. To come back sooner. To not even be a hundred percent. To go play Joe Burrow in LSU. And, and he was going throw for throw with Burrow. Throw in that for game. throw on a leg and a half. Yep. On a leg and a half, he was limping out or out there. He was, had no business being in that game. That was a great game, by the way. This dude's a warrior. People need to start appreciating the way he goes about getting out there to play. And some of it might be like, hey, look, he's trying to impress a new head coach. He's trying to get that, that second big deal and prove it to his team. I, I know it's early. I know we're only three games in the season. 
He's proven it to me. I, I think if you look at his body of work, he's proven it too. The sad thing is there's so many Miami Dolphins fans, and I've got buddies that I've said this to for a while, and I've said, look, he's not Justin Herbert. He's not Josh Allen. He's very capable of being a starter and franchise quarterback. He is. His skill set, it is. He just needed a coach who believed in him. He's got that now, and he's selling out for his team. Like, I think this dude is loved on the team, and, and I think, look, they got a shot. Like, they yeah. literally just stole one there. I mean, and if you split now, who knows how the rest of the division ends up looking the AFC East because, you know, the Bills are getting the injury bug right now, and this could, you know, this might only get worse for them moving forward. Look, people can call us the uh, the TDL all they want, the Tua Defense League here on this show because we've been sticking up for this guy ever since Brian did you Flores. Just make that up? Yeah, kind of. That's why I had to spell it out and think about it before I did, so I had it correct. <laughs> you you uh, almost messed it up. I didn't did. You? I actually yeah. did. Uh, so, listen, as part of the TDL, the Tua Defense League, uh, we would like to just simply, you know, send everybody out there uh, on a on a high note here, we love the kid. We love everything about him. We've been telling people about him for a couple of years. Brian Flores had it out for him. It was clear. It was obvious. They chose Tua over Brian Flores, and and I think they they made the right decision if it comes down to that. But come on, dude. Uh, I, I, the the best move for him after the game would have been to say, no, I didn't hit the back of my head. Like, if you're going to go through with this whole thing, you need to keep people really on their toes. And and if he would have just said, no, I didn't hit the back of my head, what are you talking about? When it's clear he slammed into the back of the turf. And then what was his explanation uh, that, that he thought he hit his back first? Can we play that last part again, that he thought uh, he hit his back first? Uh, this was uh, Tua talking to the media yesterday. Telling you, he yeah, was, it's coming. He, he was talking to the media it's yesterday. Coming. I'm telling you, any competitor uh, that that would have never wanted to come out would have did the same thing. So I was just trying my hardest to get back up and uh, uh, you know get the next play and and run it. So to clarify, did you hit the back of your head when you fell down on that play? Yeah, I did. I did. But uh, I really, I think I really hit my back first because that's what I felt first. <laughs> he landed He's on. He's awesome. <laughs> Like, he got hit by a back yeah, first. I don't know. He's, he, he's, he's almost like that kid. Remember, like when you're like junior high or high school, that the teacher just wanted to like they wanted they wanted to get mad at or they wanted to yell at for doing something, but they just had a an excuse that was very probable. Yeah. And they're like, ah, yeah, I kind of I can't help it. And, and then their delivery is such that you like you can't help but kind of love the kid, but you want to give them you know you want to give them a hard time. It's kind of an aw shucks, like aw yeah. shucks. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I hit my head. Yeah, but it flew my back. Like that was why I, I felt I hurt. I hit my freaking back first. I, I broke my back. <laughs> Thank no. you. Thank you. Yeah, I just and listen. Final uh, look. It's the uh, you know he's the uh, pride of St. Louis High School in uh, on the island of Oahu. Hawaii. Yeah, the yeah. the blowtorch of the Hawaiian Islands. Fox Sports nine ninety. Shout out as they're listening. Is here. that not a blowtorch out there? Uh, yeah, it's a blowtorch. Fox Sports nine ninety. Come on, you know. Of course it is. Well, you, you didn't do the normal the blow the blowtorch. Well, I, I mean, you want me to really no, sell wait, 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 it? Hold on, right. The blowtorch. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. Hey, let me, I've been hey, on that. hey, Lee. You know what, man? Look at how far he's come. All right, he he used to not be able to do that, and now he can. 
covering a mic and pulling a <laughs> blowtorch right here on the air. That's just phenomenal stuff. Lee, he's really come a long way. I'm telling you, man. The, the strides we've made together. Yeah, yeah. This, this is just Thanks, this tremendous stuff. It's all, it's all credit to you and Lee. <laughs> this, this, you this two tremendous degenerates. Uh, yeah, so uh, so shout out. Uh, you know, Hawaii's got themselves a warrior, uh, a guy who, uh, you know, reportedly is suffering from a, uh, a back injury uh, as he uh, as he gave the stank leg trying to get up from hitting the back of his head on the turf. So there's that. But the Dolphins are undefeated. Uh, they are the best team in the AFC East as of now. And that was a fun game to watch yesterday. It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on FSR. It is Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here from the Tyrac.com studios. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. All right, it's coming up next. This is a really, really surprising development in the National Football League, and it could be a scary surprise for several years to come. We'll get into that for you next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up uh, later on this hour, we'll call it uh, about 20 minutes from now, we are going to have uh, a conversation, potentially a debate. There's a little bit of controversy here on the show. We were going to get into that for you. It took place over the weekend. That in about 20 minutes from now here on FSR from the Tyrac.com studios. Huh. Hey, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> um, look. They look great. T- <laughs> I would like to, uh, for you, uh, you Jaguar fans uh, that have you know been asking for some respect, especially uh, from this show as we've been uh, making jokes about the swimming pool and the clown out and just the, well, we uh, still make jokes. About yeah, that. of course. But uh, I got to be honest, man. We, look, we said it last week. If you have the best quarterback in the division, look around the league. Chances are you're probably the best team in the division, and. Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in that division. And and especially right now, I don't think it's close. Even though Indianapolis won yesterday, and oh, that's great. But Davis Mills, uh, it, 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 Matt Ryan, like you just look around the division. Ryan Tannehill, Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in that division. And they put a beating on the Chargers yesterday on the road. I'm not saying Herbert was 100%. Clearly not. But if you're Jacksonville, that's a really, really impressive performance yesterday. What happened against the uh, L.A. Chargers? I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence yeah. because I, I do think there is a narrative of, oh, number one overall pick. Maybe he's not the guy. Maybe he's not capable uh, of being the quarterback that we thought he would be when he first got to Clemson and won a national championship early on in his career at Clemson. Now you're seeing that. Like you're, you're seeing uh, with this offense, the amount of money and resources they put into this team, this roster. Uh, maybe it was a wake-up call for the Khan family and ownership. Because you see an entirely different team out there with the way they play on defense. I mean, I know the Chargers offensive line was a bit banged up. You know, Herbert was banged up. And I think the other issue with the Chargers is they just have zero desire to run the football. And it's a passing league. I get that. At some point, you have to have some balance. I mean, not to get off on a tangent, but, you know, I'm calling the Vikings-Lions game. I want to say the Vikings were averaging five yards a carry. 
And for whatever reason, like they kept getting away from just hammering away running the football. You know, Chris Cooper, their offensive line coach, the offensive line, they did a tremendous job, you know, basically handling the front and front seven for Detroit. But, you know, they, they got away from it, I think, yeah. in part four, because four of the point score. Nine a carry. 4.9 a carry to your point, yeah. Minnesota. But, like, they get away from it, and, and not because necessarily they, they wanted to. Maybe just parts of the game dictated that. But the Chargers just, I don't know. It's like even early in games, you just never see them want to try to establish a running attack. And it just allows every defense you go up against to pin their ears back and rush almost every single play. So I, I just, I have a hard time sometimes watching the Chargers with where this is going. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Brandon Staley. I think he's a smart coach. I don't know that this will work out when it's all, it's all said and done. But give all credit to the Jaguars. They were pestering uh, Herbert all game long. They made life difficult for him. Trevor Lawrence looks fantastic. Um, I mean, even, you know, we used to think like, oh, they're, they're wide receivers. They don't have the personnel they need to in order to separate, make plays. Doesn't look like that now, huh? Yeah. I mean, they add Christian Kirk, and I, and I know it helps to have a, a guy with speed be able to separate and do all that. And Travis Etienne was a first-round pick that – had no impact last year. You see the impact of him now. But it, it just seems like they're an entirely different football team the way they've looked for the first three games. Uh, James Robinson had a good game yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just I, – I mean, I, I don't know, you know, it, I mean, are we talking coach of the year for, for Doug oh, Peterson? Oh, yeah, if they win the division, uh, it's uh, case closed. It's yeah. Over. Doug and, Peterson wins it. it I, I just – you look at it and you go, this is like – they're – they're pretty good. I mean, much better than I think what a lot of people anticipated, what a lot of people expected. Here was Trevor Lawrence uh, afterwards. By the way, I think this was the was it was this the longest hair versus hair matchup in the history of the quarterback position in the NFL? Can you recall That's a, a time? great question? I'm trying to think if there's been anyone who had longer hair that could rival well at least Trevor Lawrence and then into Justin Herbert, whose hair's not that long, but it's. It's still long for quarterback standards. Did did Charlie Whitehurst? Did he uh, start against uh, like who else would even be in the conversation? Yeah, quarterback yeah. Jesus, I think he's referred yeah, clip, to as clipboard Jesus. Yeah. He actually didn't start that many games. No. I think in his entire career, he only started like ten games or under ten games. So it'd be hard to think that in those ten starts you saw anyone who matched that sort of flow bucket, you know, coming out the back of his helmet. Yeah. And again, this is like, this is the important stuff that you uncover here on a football 100%. Monday here on, uh, on Fox let me, Sports um, Radio. Just let me do some deep research on this. Real yeah. Quick. I think let you me get, just... if you get into that here, that's, okay, that's good. Hold on. Okay. Just, just wait. What do we got? Um, this is, this is tough. I'm, I'm not finding anything right now. I think okay. it's basically Charlie Whitehurst made up for the lack of flow from any opponent that he went up against. And by the way, he only started nine games in his entire career, yeah. which spanned from the time he got in the league at 24. He left the league at 34. It's pretty incredible. I mean, listen, so uh, so a hair versus hair, longest hair versus hair matchup in the history of the NFL uh, at quarterback. Uh, <laughs> uh, Can you imagine basically not having to do anything as like a back? I mean, I hated it personally being a backup. Because you're doing all this preparation, then you don't get in the game, you don't get to play. All it's for all for naught. Well, well, that's why you went to Kansas City, right? Because you didn't yeah. want to be a backup. Yeah, but even then, like when I got drafted, like I got to start some games. I had injuries and other issues that played a factor that that kept me from playing more. But like at at no point was Charlie Whitehurst viewed as like the guy. And it's like at some point he just have to be like, all right, I'm I'm okay being a being a backup, getting paid well for. 
10 years while, while I kind of hang out here for a while. Yeah, well, let me tell you, as somebody who spent majority of their uh, – majority – all of their high school football playing career as a, as a backup, and, like, we're talking third and fourth string, basically, like, uh, I would get into the game if the first two wide receivers or defensive backs got injured and then the second two – came down with some sort of a rare infection or disease and then they needed me in the game but only against a certain coverage that that and if we were running the football that's when i would get in the game as a wide receiver so i know what that life on the sidelines is like it's not fun it's a very lonely feeling um Trevor Lawrence. It's a very though. specific scenario, by the way. I listen. I mean, it, it's it's a reality of what what my high school football career was. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Mr. Longhair himself, he spoke afterwards. <laughs> I think the way we've played, you can't deny that we're that we're a really good team. But at the end of the day, it doesn't doesn't really matter what what it says about us. We know who we are. Our, our our only goal on Sunday is to go win the game. And what other people think about us doesn't really matter. Every week, we're going to prepare the same way. Uh, we're going to be ready to play, and and we got a bunch of competitors, so it's it's been a lot of fun. So there it is. So there's Trevor Lawrence, uh, excited about uh, what they got going on there. Uh, I mean, we're looking at what what do you think the odds are in that division? If if you were to guess, what do you think the of winning it? Yes, <laughs> it's still early, so I'm sure, especially with the Titans win. It's either the Colts or the Titans are the favorite, with the Colts and Titans both winning. Uh, the Colts are the favorite right now yeah. on DraftKings. <laughs> so disrespectful. No, no, no. I, and, and here's the best part. Jacksonville's second at plus, okay. at plus 225. Then you get to, in, to Tennessee at plus 330. And the Houston Texans are 22 yeah. to 1, which basically is bet yeah. $10 on the, on the Houston Texans. And if they win the division, you win a Learjet. Like, that's that's really what the payout is. There's no chance of Houston pulling that off. But <laughs> a Learjet, huh? Yeah, plus 225. For uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, listen. I think they're a live dog. I, I think there. I think there's real potential there for Jacksonville. Maybe making a, a a legitimate run at the playoffs here. I mean, who knows? We maybe we'll get a. Uh, uh, we're going to get a playoff game potentially. I mean, they're probably going to be a seven seed if they don't win the division or something like that. But I mean, if they could host a playoff game, imagine going from clown out to playoff game in the matter of a year. I mean, Doug Peterson is going to get a statue. There'd be no hotter ticket or better seat than in that hot tub or pool, whatever the hell it is, oh, yeah. there in the Jacksonville Stadium. Like, oh, yeah. we make fun of it now, but now when it comes around to hosting a home playoff game, pff, nowhere else where I'd rather be. Oh, yeah. I mean, could there be a lot of urine in that pool? Of course. Yeah. Do we care at that point? Probably not. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. A little, yeah. uh, little fun trivia here. Okay. All right. Uh, do we have any uh, game show music for Brady Quinn? Impromptu game show music. And we don't want to play anything that's going to, like, you know, like paint Brady Quinn out to be something that he's not. All right. So, and well, I apologize. That would be that. I mean, that's, I mean, you do we being, have any Italian music? Yeah. I mean, now that you're uh, an, an Italian based on your. Uh, an I Italian. Yeah. You're, uh, you're an I tie uh, based on your, uh, on your results that came back. Uh, these stunning results that you've been living a lie for. 30 plus years that you're not actually Irish, you're full blown Italian. I shouldn't tell you on that, though. It doesn't go along with the story of like Dublin, Ohio, Shamrocks, Notre Dame. Hey, we, we probably should keep that Thiesman, Thiesman. Come on, yeah. people just go with that it. That is true. That they, is they true. Just, they just keep the line I mean, he going. He literally changed his entire last name yes. and the pronunciation of it. By the way, I watched the, the uh, Football Life documentary on, on Joe Thiesman. Yeah. I still can't believe that they actually did that and he just stuck with the name. Like, at, at, what, at what point do you not go, 
All right, we didn't well, win, so <laughs> where, where's Grandpappy Thiesman? I mean, he's got to be mad somewhere. Oh, he didn't you know? win. He didn't so, win the Heisman. I know, but like Grandpappy Thiesman's got to be upset that they just changed the name. Oh man! All right, it's disrespectful. So there are two coaches in the NFL that have better odds to win Coach of the Year right now, according to DraftKings. Better than odds Peterson? than Doug Peterson. Okay, who are they? Nick Sirianni. That is correct. <laughs> what up? Um, this next one's going to be a lot, a lot more difficult. I'm trying to think it's through. It's not that difficult. It's really not that difficult? Uh-uh. Well, I mean. Come on. Uh, well, you, you're, you're trying to. You're oh, so Mike McDaniel. Bingo, bango. Yeah. Brady Quinn, thank you for playing. The, har- the hard thing about that is. Coach of the year odds here. You, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I think Mike McDaniel, if they stay on this pace, would get it. Only because. He's a first-year head coach, and I don't know that people thought they were going to be able to compete with the Bills, and you just beat them straight up. So, yeah. I mean, and even, by the way, you beat them, and your punter tried to launch a football up the butt of his yeah. personal protector. I that mean, was uncomfortable. That was, I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, why is the personal protector, uh, why is he standing right there? Or is that uh, on the punter? I, I understand, but is that on the punter or the personal? Be? Well, it can't, like, move to the side, dude. Like, I, I got to get this pun off. Or is that on the punter? Is it on Morstead to get that pun off? I, I don't know. Morstead's yeah. punting for a while. I, I would figure he'd be able to figure, he'd you know, not want to punt into someone's buttocks. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, probably, you say ass? Are we allowed to say ass you can on say radio? Ass, of course you can. Well, yeah. I, I know you can't say it on TV. And whoever was calling the Texas Texas Tech game, he uh, <laughs> he made reference to Texas pulling one out of their ass. Okay, did they? Did he say ass or hat? He, he actually said ass. Okay, because some people were were uh, saying that he said hats and not ass. And I was like, well. That doesn't even make any sense. I know. Like that, that's, but that's it sounded weird. crystal clear like ass to me. Yeah. I mean, but again, I mean, you know, you're not one to judge. You just called a game in which you had Oh, no, back. I was uh, all for it. Yeah. I'm like, that is real raw emotions <laughs> from someone who's calling this game that probably has some money on it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it is uh, two pros and a cup of joe here on FSR. Coming up next, we are going to get into some controversy, and it involves this show, and it involves a nationally televised show show as well too worlds colliding here it's yours next here on fsr be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific hey what's up everybody it's me three-time pro bowler lavar errington and i couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called up on game what is up on game you ask along with my fellow pro bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up top of next hour, about 15 minutes from now, 
Not a great weekend. Not a great weekend for about four teams in the NFL. We will explain who those teams are coming up uh, top of next hour again, 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Before we get to another edition of the FSR IR, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how at Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. After your sports weekend, happens. So it's time to get the FSR IR report. All right, so this is where we report any issues, injuries, ailments, potential controversies uh, that'll be uh, talked about here coming up shortly. Uh, it's in this segment. We let it all out. We let it all hang out here. So, if if something happened to someone else, but I was like had a front row seat of witnessing it, is that is that part of it? Yes. Okay. Osmosis. So uh, this is part of my my adventures traveling over the course of uh, this past weekend. We had a, a a bathroom in the front of the plane that was the door would not lock. Huh. So the flight attendant got on the intercom and said, "This bathroom is off limits. Doesn't work because it will not lock." Now everyone heard that and thought to themselves. Well, that doesn't mean the bathroom doesn't work. That just means, you know, the door can be closed. It's just it's not going to lock so someone could open it up and, you know, catch you doing your business. Yeah. Well, I happen to be. So about halfway through the plane, I happen to be in a spot where some older gentlemen start, you know, having a hard time holding on to it. So they're like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom, got to go to the bathroom. And the lady kept telling them. The bathroom door will not lock. Use at your own risk. I'm not going to be responsible for telling people not to open it up. So, unfortunately, one gentleman oh, no. uh, is uh, doing a what you should never do on a plane. Taking a crap. Doing the number two. Yeah. yeah. And someone opens up the door, and he's kind of caught there about me and three other people, as well as the gentleman who went to open the door, <laughs> are then staring at him while he's doing his business. Now, yeah. did he get a, a seat cover down, or did he just go bare ass on the warm I didn't see seat. all that. Okay. I, mean, I just I saw him sitting down, you know, squatting down, obviously, <laughs> trying to have a moment of peace. I, I mean, I think that's kind of uh, lackluster reporting and investigating by you, that you wouldn't at least check to see whether or not he had a seat cover on the Oh, so the you want me to go? Open the door after this guy shut it awkwardly, I mean, and then step back. Which that was the other awkward it's part. It's journalism, about man. I don't. I don't make the rules. I mean, but come on. but now the guy who saw the guy who opened the door is eventually going to come out, and he's going to look at that guy. It's not like that guy's going away. He's yeah. waiting until this guy finishes to go use the bathroom. <laughs> Just dropping a bomb yeah. uh, thousands of feet up in the air. Well, listen, I mean, that uh, you, you got to go, you got to go. Now, there is some controversy here, all right? Here's the controversy. We had somebody send over, I believe it was Justin in Cincinnati, a screenshot of the crowd at Big Noon Kickoff in Ann Arbor. Yeah. And... There was speculation that there was somebody holding a sign in the background that said, what about me, Pac-Man? Yes. Now, on okay, on the picture, there's a guy who's holding a, a beer can, a Coors Light can, up in front of like a, a certain portion of the sign. So you can't see the end of the sign, but you can clearly see, what about me, and then P-A, and then you can't see the rest of it. Did you get a glimpse of this sign to give us confirmation that somebody did put up a what about me Pac-Man sign at Big Noon Kickoff? 
I, I did get a glimpse of it. That was indeed the sign. Um, and so I was wrong. Last week I told you I did I did not anticipate <laughs> us seeing a sign. Hey, for bad anyone. Men. Yeah. <laughs> But there was there was a sign at the show. I also, I, I we know. did it. You did it. Did yeah. it, Bruno. You, infu- you infiltrated Big Noon Kickoff. <laughs> Here's the best part. Somebody's going to say, what, what's with the what about me, Pac-Man? Well, it's from the movie Colors. What part? <laughs> well, it's the part, you know. Yeah, I had to explain this to someone, which was rather (laughs) awkward, because someone did ask about, um, oh, what does that mean? And I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, it's the part where Sean Penn walks in and realizes somebody's, uh, you know, taking his moped out for a spin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he just realizes, all right, you can borrow her, I guess. <laughs> That's just so funny, man. I saw that sign. I was like, he did it. And the fact that it Lee made a good point. It wasn't even like a really well-done sign. It was basically one of these ones you buy at, like, Walgreens, and he bought a Sharpie on the way out and just scribbled <laughs> it real quick. Like, there was no real elaborate design put together. Look at me, Pac-Man! <laughs> <laughs> this is me too, man! So, whoever, whatever degenerate showed up at Ann Arbor to hold up a What About Me Pac-Man sign, we appreciate you. Alright, that that made a lot of our weekends here. Alright. Very well done, whoever put that together. Now, what do you think, now, are you guys, uh, you're in Iowa City this uh, Iowa next City. week, correct? That's right. That's right. Alright. Now, you know, it's funny, man, I, I'm telling you, we've got a lot of listeners in the Midwest because I got stopped at Minneapolis. One of the uh, assistant equipment managers in Minnesota, he listens. Um, we had a couple of people stop me on the way between you know, Ann Arbor and Detroit and all that. Uh, so it was pretty cool. It, it was pretty cool to hear the show recognized. So uh, one of the assistant equipment managers for the Vikings? Vikings, yeah. I mean, listen... Our Lord you, and Savior. You do realize I have to apologize every time someone tells me that. Why? For the vulgar nature oh, in which come we're talking on. about the show. Hey, nothing we say is is out of bounds here. That's not and true. if anybody's got a problem with the vulgarity on this show, you can kiss my ass. Here's the thing: <laughs> if if this if this guy <laughs> from the Vikings is a fan of the show, I mean, look, you got a you know our Lord and Savior Scott Shapiro is a diehard Vikings fan. It maybe uh, you know sling some uh, like like game used uh, jerseys or something like that. I mean, come on. I don't, I don't think there's anything Game wrong with that. Used jerseys, yeah, come on. You know, okay. I mean, what were you, Eli Manning now? You're going to sell yeah, the profit? <laughs> what do you mean? You mean uh, Chad Powers? Yeah, uh, the the uh, most yeah. unfunny bit uh, of all time that somehow was uh, turned into a T-shirt at Penn State? Not funny at all. Not even close uh, to being funny. Don't tell social media that. Yeah, of course not. Um, uh, can I? When's the last I don't know if I talked to you about this, but when is the last time you've gone to a restaurant and put salt on your food? I just feel like that's disrespectful to the the chef, isn't right. it? Right. Agreed. It's almost like salt shakers are on the table just as sort of a, a it's like a vase. Like nobody really puts point. salt on anything because there's enough salt in this stuff. Here's why I bring this up. So I got a uh, tooth removed a couple of weeks ago, like it entirely removed. And why did uh, I know this? Yeah, like it was uh, it was a tooth that was broken, and I needed to get it out, so I wow. got it taken out a couple of weeks ago. Now, I know what you're thinking. God, how much pain medication were you on afterwards? I didn't None. take anything. No, yeah, come on, man. Listen, right. This is the old days, all right? Yeah. This is, yeah, uh, no. you know. I, I'm, Talk I'm a, about a tough guy I'm, right there, I'm folks. a modern-day Ike Clanton. Throw some water in my face and just send me back out there on horseback. Like, you don't need to worry about me. So well, no, no yeah. pain medication, no nothing. The problem is the stitches came out. 
and uh, it's not healing. So there, <laughs> there's like a giant hole in my mouth. And so I, uh, the dentist said, you know, there's some, it's a little bit inflamed there because the stitches came out. So what you need to do is you need to gargle warm salt water a couple of times a day. I, I, I can't do it. It's so revolting and disgusting. And it got me to thinking, when is the last time I've ever put salt on anything? I, my body just rejects it completely. And so now I'm having to go through that, and uh, it's not a fun process. But I'm here. Battling I'm sorry through. to hear that. I yeah. mean, you're, just a, you're, you're grinding. You're battling yeah. through. It's really impressive. Hashtag really built is. for this. You know? That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's how it's done. You and a salt shaker. Hey, Pac-Man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.